Welcome to On the Fable. I'm Dorothy, and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call-in number is 646-595-4784 if you want to call in with a question or a prayer request. Press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is on the table VC at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all of the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's let's see what's on the table tonight. Another on the table episode. Roz, it looks like it's just you and I who are going to be grilling poor Jameer today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's uh, do a little intro about our guest. Um, Dr. Jameer, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. I don't know if it's a soft J or a hard J wrote a book called Manifest Destiny, and he asked me to check it out, so I did, and I was just so blown away by this book that I had to have him on the table, and we've been emailing back and forth for a while. So, Jameer, welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Do you want to tell us a little about yourself? Jameer? I hope he hasn't dropped. Hello? Jameer? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay, yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Give the listeners a little information so we know who you are? Oh. Oh yeah, I, I um I wrote the the book uh, Manifest Destiny maybe about five four or five years ago, and um I uh I am assistant pastor at a, a, a church in Jefferson City, Missouri House of Refuge, and I and I've been uh, saved for many years now. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And and can you give us an overview of the book? But don't don't tell anybody the ending because I want to talk about that <laughs> later and surprise them. Oh, um, the the book is uh, broken down into uh, uh, different chapters on a uh, different subject. The, most, the main focus of it is uh, for prayer um, and uh, learning about God and, and your and your purpose and how and then, and then it has uh, different stories in it about my own about my own personal experience experiences with uh, ministry and with with God and, and praying, and also it might have some some things that you're that uh, you're familiar with, like the founders of your country and different people throughout American history. Yeah, I love the way you tied history into it, as as well as bringing in your personal experiences in your in your walk and in your growing. Um, let me just read the chapter names for the audience. The introduction is called Salvation in Knowing. And then Chapter 1 is Knowing Wisdom. Chapter 2 is Knowing the Word. Chapter 3 is Knowing Love. Chapter 4 is Knowing Your Identity. Chapter 5 is Knowing Your Father. Chapter 6 is Knowing the Secret Place. I really like that one. Chapter 7, Knowing Vision, Hope, and Faith. Chapter 8 is Knowing to Wait. And Chapter 9 is Knowing Emptiness. So, do you want to expound on any of those or all of them? or? Um, yeah, my... Um... My favorite, my uh, favorite one, of course, is uh, the the last one that when you uh, empty yourself. And a, a lot of times, especially uh, and and these days, is uh, the, our focus is on ourselves and even this time around about what we can uh, get instead of uh, what we can receive and what we can pour out and give to others. And uh, in that chapter, it talks about how Jesus he uh, he sets the uh, ultimate example of how he emptied himself when he uh died on the cross for us and that right there just just actually i like all the chapters but i I really love that one but each one of these chapters they're like their own little mini books so if you like want to like one of the chapters in the middle you wouldn't have missed i mean feel like you uh missed anything and in the and a lot of a lot of the stories in there. Um, I'm sorry, I, I'm uh, uh, jumping around. But one of my my stories, I uh, know wisdom. We talk a little bit about the uh, underground railroad, and uh, for the uh, the slaves that were trying to uh, escape slavery, and the abolitionists who was helping them, they left different clues for people who were on the trail, so they would leave quilts and uh, other items out. And the people who were trying to be free, they knew about these different items that would be left out of the original, that they could just house or hide in the shed. 
but a lot of people were passed by these everyday items at that time. And uh, to them, they wouldn't notice anything. It would just be like, oh, okay, that's just out there. <laughs> and that's how uh, wisdom is kind of. It's out there presented to us, and it's kind of just hanging out there. But a lot of times we just pass pass by it and not even notice it. It goes unnoticed. But um, those who are discerning and trying to get something, they they uh, move move forward. Um, they move well, forward I, in the knowledge of what they're trying to acquire it. Right, and I especially like it, and I know we've discussed this that you understood about the um, little statues. I just forgot the name of them. Uh, the little lawn jockeys, that's what they were called. They were not just out there to make fun of black people. They were there for a reason, and they were one of the signs that pe- so people could discern what was available in that house. And I just thought that was awesome that you understood that, you know, because there are signs all around us all the time if we choose to look for them, correct? Yes. Yes, it is, yeah. And, and even in uh, even in our lives today, God, he gives us hints and clues and the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom, but sometimes we get so busy in our everyday lives, whatever it may be, kind of just pass up those things and overlook those things because we're not trying to be, we don't have, we don't, we don't we're not trying to be free. We don't have that desire to pray to God like we uh, we should. But there are some people who are like that who who see those things and they're looking for those things every day in life, and they're they're able to go much further than uh, a lot of believers, Christians. Yeah, we have to like develop the habit, I think, of looking for signs, looking for fathers speaking to us through signs and and telling us of the seasons. Um, what was that scripture that talks about? Well, you know the seasons of the earth. You should know my seasons. That's I'm paraphrasing, of course. But mm-hmm. so. Um. Another uh, story that uh, a lot of people like, and this is a a, a story that's kind of this is kind of a, a, a funny story. Is when I was going shopping, and uh, my wife sent me out to go look for uh, tuna fish. But I was, and this is another one about wisdom, and. I had seen the can before, but never never really paid attention to it. So I'm looking around the whole store, and I'm not wanting really to ask the Walmart people for directions to find this. I'm walking back and forth down the aisles, and then um, anyway, I'm finally led to the the. the, the uh, I was like, the only thing I see that's close to here is uh, the chicken of the sea cans, or and I did I didn't know that was the same thing as uh, tuna fish. <laughs> anyway, it's just like kind of like right, right there in front of my eyes, and I'm looking at it, but I'm not like equating what it is. And a lot of times, we, God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to us right in front of us, but in our minds, we're not equating it or understanding it with what's going on in the process. Right. You know, one of the things that happened, if you want to talk about manifest destiny, 
I've been very concerned about how we treated the Indians when we came over from Europe. You know, and I yeah. just, you know, how sometimes you think about things and you just get upset, like, especially the smallpox blankets. I mean, that just really threw me for a loop. And I was in the kitchen and I was talking to Father, yammering at him as, as usual. And and he just all of a sudden put this in me that that was me. I went like, oh, my goodness. And then I thought about the how the Hebrews went over into the promised land and Father went before them kicking out the pagans. And it just all clicked for me. But just an odd thing to to think about or to be talked to about by Father in the kitchen while I'm trying to get dinner, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's. But, that's one of the things with the manifest destiny. That's a just that uh just that phrase is very controversial. And with the the founding of America and how they was using it. But then you start looking at the uh the different parts where you're not throwing everything in one lump or throwing everybody in one because there there were people who who were great people, pilgrims of people who came over on, on the boats and then there were people who weren't who weren't very great, you know, they was that evil wicked people. And the same thing right. with the uh the natives it's uh different people and sometimes we we throw everyone in the same help but then we but then at the same time when you, you still gotta look at all the issues that happen, you can't deny that they happen where uh the 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 uh Native Americans they were very open and accepting to the people. Well not all of them but I guess the majority of them were but then they were, a lot of them were uh, they were persecuted and maybe because they wasn't understood or maybe there was some type of lack of uh, communication and a lot of them suffered greatly and it was all yeah. in this manifest destiny phrase or title that the the new Americans were trying to fulfill and accomplish basically to uh, conquer the uh, this continent. So, it's all about but, greed. But I, I was, I, yeah. yeah, it was great, but I believe uh, it could have been. It could have happened a different way where the people worked together, and it could have been a manifest destiny where they worked in unity, where one group of people didn't have to be almost totally wiped out, but it didn't work out that way. But no. when, there's, when, like, when 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 there's an agenda and the agenda is greed, that that was the problem when they came here. There's and and the. I get real heated about this subject because I'm half Native American. So I I'm I know there's two sides to every story. I know that there were some people who who sold Native Americans to you know, the, their own people sold them out, you know, in, in some cases. But it was there's there was an agenda there and it was greed. They came over, they saw something, they saw land, you know, that was rich in a lot of things and you know, they didn't care how they were going to get it, and they didn't care who they were going to take down to do it, but that's that's what they were going for. I mean, don't you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that it was the majority of them that did that from my, from my studies and understanding, and that they was treated unfairly. I mean, it's not just when they first arrived, but even many years after they arrived, there was still a whole lot of injustices going on with the, I mean, trail of tears and all mm-hmm. of that, which is, I mean, it's, it's very heartbreaking and sad when you 
when you see that in it, a lot, that's the thing is a lot of people, they, you hear about America being founded as a Christian nation, but you hear about those things and you wonder, okay, what was really going on or what was happening? Is this how Christians treat people? But then you got to start breaking it down and, and seeing that some people, they, some people call themselves Christians and treat people like that, and they're not Christians. But then you have people mm-hmm. who were actually came and tried to help the people, but because of their position and their being, them being a minority, it, it really mm-hmm. was, I mean, they may be being able to help a few people here and there, but overall it was just so many of the other ones. And just the greed, like you were saying, the greed just, and that's the man's flesh, which just caused a whole nation, a group of people to be wiped out. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, I have, to, not... I have to, I have to, sorry, just let me get this in, Ross. Um, you know, my big thing lately has been that we have got to, as true believing Christians, we have to affect the culture around us rather than allowing the culture to ravage us and our belief systems. And a lot of people, I know a lot of Christians who are just, I don't know if they're too timid or they think we're just supposed to be meek and mild, but, you know, we have, I think part of our job is to affect the culture and just not let the culture go on messing with people because it's just wrong, you know? Yeah. And uh, with uh, as far as Christianity and its effect on that, that's one of the things that the... uh, I hope that the book would uh, reach and touch people um, from both sides of the issues, uh, Native Americans and then who, who were always here and this is their land. And um, you talked about how they called it, how how it was like a, a story that it, the miracle was originally called Turtle Island and we talked about the beauty of it and, and a very introduction of the book. But then I kind of compared it to... Uh, the places and things that God has for us as a people and children of God. And sometimes we as Christians, we, we, uh, whether it be greed or whatever it is, we allow those things to conquer us individually to where we don't fulfill or do the things we we should be doing as our believers mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. Most definitely. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Most definitely. I mean, cause I mean, there were so many, I mean, the, the the Chinese came here and they took care of you know they were here and they were enslaved to build the railroads the Irish when they came here nobody wanted to hire them they were just dirt of dirt you know and it's just like I, I don't care I it, I that that really me wrong I, I I can't handle that I just don't understand yeah. how and I'm not trying to get on a racial subject here but. It's just like one race can't be more dominant than others. We're all people. We're all here. Apparently, God has a sense of humor. He wanted different cultures, and he and he likes that. You know, he didn't make the rainbow just one color. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, it was, he, he it, everybody has a contribution to give to each other. And um, I think that it's, I just, I just wish people would get that. <laughs> You know, yeah, and not just be so one-sided. It's a uh, big challenge. Culture. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead. No, no. Um, 
this whole thing you can see it in the news today, everything that's going on in society. And the main the main thing is is uh you always gotta look at the root issue of it because I'm not saying that discrimination doesn't happen, it does happen because I've I've been discriminated by police officers and been treated unfairly at, at department stores and I'm glad that never went really went violent because I was trained by my father how to how to handle situations like that and some some of the younger guys they aren't trained at that but get into the spiritual root of it. The enemy are the enemy of our soul, the devil, he's gonna use whatever difference he sees in people or or people see, whether it be their ethnicity or even to uh different uh not just different races but whatever whatever division he can bring upon people right. to separate people, confuse and scatter, just so mm-hmm. we won't focus on whatever the real issue is, which is really right. we should be fighting him. But sometimes we get in involved these these little fights like fighting it could be denomination versus denomination or it could be church members and the same group fighting each other. Uh people of different skin colors, nationality, ethnicity, whatever it may be. If he can get us locked on that thing then that that's uh time that we have we have wasted and uh doing things that uh father, our heavenly father would want us to be focused on. And it it is a challenge that it it ain't something we can just blow away and wish away and but it's just gonna take prayer. So, and that's one of the things that the book Manifest Destiny was talking about, how how prayer can change a lot of things this this going on right now. Well that's why there's so many like different um religions. I and I hate that word religion because Christ is there on the cross for religion. Um there's so many of them, and, you know, the enemy found a way to divide, and that was one of them as well, to make different religions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that I, I talked briefly about that also, about uh, I don't go really into it, but I have, have uh, friends from past who are of uh, different religions and, um, and Christianity, the main thing I was – Actually, telling my uh, son that a lot of, and then telling other people also, whenever I have this conversation, that uh, Christianity, you know, a lot of people classify it as a religion. I don't really see it as a religion. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship, although it gets thrown, it gets thrown in with all the rest of them, because like yeah. you're saying that the enemy, the devil, he wants everything to see the same. All the other religions is basically you trying to do something to make make yourself right with God or or you trying to die or whatever it is so you can go to heaven. But Christianity is the only one really where where you have the, the higher power, the being, um, that he, Jesus Christ, he came and he died for us instead of we coming to do something for him so we can get in. As he, he doing something for us, um, we can come with him and be with him. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I've noticed the spirit of offense has been very busy, not just in the body of Christ, but in the culture as well. What do you guys think of that? Everybody wants to be offended. Offended? Yeah, um, offended. Yeah, I think uh, it is. People are... Um, it's a, it's, it is a spirit of offense. Even when you uh, 
may say something and someone a lot of times they might take it the wrong way and again that's just it's our flesh too our flesh gets gets in the way and then also the uh the enemy he's going to use that provide capitalize on it with the uh the spirit of offense and that's another thing like it's like something little but it could it could really mess up a lot of things you know, with with the spirit of offense, using certain key words that are called offense. Um, even how people look at each other with their eyes and glance at each other, it, it could be harmful, it could not be harmful, and people would take it as an offense. And it's, it's a lot of on edge because of everything that people are seeing in the media and uh, things are going on. So the spirit of offense is just like it's, it's running rapid. And, it's, and this whole process yeah. is uh, to separate confuse and destroy no matter what what whatever 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 the goal is in that. Yeah, one of the strange things I've found out recently that if you're being uh picked on by this spirit of offense, um, it can actually change your physical hearing and seeing, which really blew me away because I I recently seen a couple instances of this and I didn't realize it could be that strong and that, I mean I've been looking at the liberal media telling all these lies that people seem to lap up but I had no idea you could hear something totally different than what was actually being said yeah it's, it's amazing when I was a uh, in college, a journalism communication major, that, just hearing the things that they were talking about in it, in our very first introduction class, my professor had interviewed one of his my fellow classmates before the classroom started, and he was asking, I can't really remember the questions, but she was responding, and everyone else in the classroom was like, oh, okay, we didn't really have a problem with it. But we looked at her, and she was totally upset she was mad and the instructor he knew it and he said all of you guys y'all didn't see anything wrong with it but she's mad the reason why she's mad and he probably should have told her before this but anyway he used her as an example because he manipulated her responses and messages because he was doing the editing and all this these kind of things that he showed basically how the media can influence people either left or right and just make them mad or make them feel a certain way even though the person said one thing, they can they put their own spin on it, even though they may claim to be biased or neutral. And that's a lot of, a lot of things which you see in the media. I always tell people whenever they look, a lot of it is like in the politics area, but you always want to look at no matter who the president is, you want to, or your politician or governor, you want to look at the black and white, what bills and legislation are they passing and signing, because... Anyone can say anything on Twitter or the news or media. Any of them can say anything, but you want to see what, what whatever they actually implemented and signed, and that's going to tell you who they really are. And we know that God, he's, he's sovereign and in control of all, and no matter who, whoever is in control, whether you're a communist, uh, Republican, whatever time political affiliation you want to give yourself to, or affiliated with but uh, God, He's in control of all of them. So we should pray for all all of the uh, leaders, you know. Yes, because we all need prayer anyway. Even if we aren't a leader, everyone needs prayer. 
and and that yes. helps father uh you know it helps us in our walk i think in in holding uh out to learn about forgiveness and uh not harbor bitterness or anger so it helps us as well and then it also gives father an entry into their lives to help turn them around if they need to be turned around or to give them a pat on the back if they're doing well so yes absolutely continue to pray for our leaders you know because they need it as do we Yes, yes, yes. I know I need it more. I mean, I, well, I'm not sure more, but I know I need I need more than I'm getting. <laughs> well, I've started praying for you, Jameer. Um, I love that name. Do you know what the etymology of your name is at all? I do. I don't know. My mother said she gave the name because she heard it from actually an Indian had that name. She gave it. She liked it, so she gave it to me. Oh, it's a nice name. I like it. Um, me, I just got named for my two grandmothers. It was easier, you know. All right, no arguments. Just one name apiece. That's it. <laughs> so, um, let's see. We're making good time in covering the topics, aren't we? I was hoping, you know, while I've got everyone's ear here, I'd like to request prayer for our Ronnie, who is still ill. And uh, Pam has some kind of cold or flu type thing. That's why she's not here, for Pam from UK. So everybody, just keep them in, in your prayers since we're talking about praying for people. Um, I just saw an interesting article by someone who said the enemy can even attach spiritual um, hooligans to the biological things that we are exposed to. I haven't sussed that all out, but I thought that was an interesting concept. Um, so there is that. So, Jameer, what do you want to cover next? Um, and uh one in uh, the um, in chapter six is called uh, "Knowing the Secret Place," and it, it's talking about um, if you're familiar with the uh, Lord Lord's Prayer, and that's right mm-hmm. there. That's what I cover in that one, <clears throat> and it talks about uh, how you go into the room and you close the door and you pray t- to your Father, and because um, he. He sees you in secret, and then he uh, rewards you uh, openly. And then it talks in a book. It talks about the uh, a, 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 a Hebrew word is uh, tameion. That's t a m e i o t a m e i o n. Okay. The word they was using for Rome, and uh, that that particular room right there was a room that they are uh, very special in, in the, uh, the uh, Hebrew culture. It means like the storeroom. That's what it means, storeroom. So like you, when you go into prayer, you store enough things when you when you start praying. I understood. There's yeah, logic like, to that. And that I like that, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
and it, and it's a whole it's a whole lot of other different things. Uh, it talks about yeah, you and also using your imagination. In chapter six, when you uh, pray, and then it talks about um, how in uh, Hebrews eleven three it says, "By faith we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God," and uh, that the Hebrew word "framed" there is a uh, Hebrew word is a uh, or Greek word is is yetzer, y e t z e r. And um, mm-hmm. that actually means uh, imagination when you when you translate it. Instead of frame, it means imagination. So you can say, uh, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the imagination of God. So God was uh, imagining why he was uh, forming a world. Like, oh, these, these flowers would look good here, and this tree and these mountains would look great here. <clears throat> And then he was actually that's it. He was uh, imagining he was speaking it uh, over the uh, creation. And that's uh, I would that like word. to know yes, why sir. he why he put thorns on roses though. Never mind. Huh? That's a, <laughs> I'm saying he put thorns on roses, the most beautiful flower. And he put thorns on oh. them. What if there's some lesson in there somewhere? Hmm, I'll have to think on that one. You would come up with something like that. <laughs> I know. I have a strange mind. I can't help it. But I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, you wonder, like, well, there's beauty, but beware of that. Almost. <laughs> kind of like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like us women. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it could have anything to do with the fact that this whole big, beautiful world, we will have tribulation. That's Understood. what came to yeah. my head. I'm sorry, Jameer. I go off on tangents sometimes. I get these thoughts that pop in my head. And... Oh, no, no, that's fine. <clears throat> that's fine. Um, and also, another time that that word, imagination, was used that I had in the book was... Uh, and Genesis 6, 5 says, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and every inclination on the thoughts of his heart was only evil at all times. And uh, the word, that word inclination of the thoughts of the heart, that's like another way to say imagination. So they were just imagining do all these uh, bad things, and they were actually happening. <laughs> Happening in real life, whatever they was thinking and thinking in their hearts and minds. So that right there is talking about when when you pray. Yeah, there's another scripture that talks about um, a certain group of people who all they do is think about what evil they can do. I can't remember exactly what it is. Do you know which one I'm referring to? Mm, I can't think of that one. Off the top of my head, now. Um, is something from the Old Testament? I think so. Yeah. And um, I, I I don't always remember where scriptures are, but I remember the the intent of the scripture. If that makes sense, the concept. Oh yeah. 
Yes. But it's this a lot of different good good chapters in here. Um, <clears throat> that secret place is a good one to, to help you with if you want to go with, uh, into the deep prayer. And then it's got in that one. It's got references to other prayer books that you can get get and uh, prayer ministers who will help you out on those different topics. Well, I'm glad you wrote the book, and and I think you had told me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a compilation of studies that you had done as you went on your walk. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, like these different um, chapters, they was from um, different Bible studies that I did, and then it had stories in there. But I had joined this group called Toastmasters, and I was writing. Different stories of my experience, and I was able to put the uh, the stories together with the uh, Bible study. So that's that's how um, they got got in there together. <laughs> so I, was in there I, and I, I like, like the oh, personal was... stories because they really bring home. Um, you know, all of us have these little things we think about. You know, like I said, the thorns on the roses, and and as we go through life, they just come up. And and um, um, the personal stories really bring forth how to ad- properly address these little things. I thought you did an excellent job with that. Thank you. Excellent job. Yes. Um, another another uh, story that I had in here was. Uh, and it's in the, in the beginning of the book, beginning of the book, uh, where I, where um, I had had a, a basketball goal and someone had stole, stolen it from the neighborhood, and I didn't know it was, notice it was gone until my brother-in-law came by and told me, <clears throat> and then we went to went around to uh, search search through the neighborhood for the for the basketball goal because we figured it was probably somebody from the neighborhood. And when we 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 uh ended up finding it about five or six blocks away around the corner. And uh it was the same goal except they uh they had spray painted it and did all kinds of things to make it look like it was uh different and they had it uh hang hanging in their yard. And that right there was uh that right there I I got that story and I tied that one to how sometimes the uh, the enemy he take takes things from us, and then he uh, tries to, to uh, disguise it and and transform it, even though it's, it's it's ours because God our Father gave it to us. But he uh, he uh, steals it and takes it and tries to disguise it so uh, that we won't have it. And I'll put in put on put also in there and that one is uh like with this the uh, spiritual gifts that God that God gives us and it gives us a uh, spirit and all these kind of things that God has given us and the enemy he take he took it away from a lot of the churches. That um he kinda like, Well, you know, that's not yours, you're not supposed to have it and then he disguises it and then it it was then people ended up thinking, okay, well, we're not supposed to have it because it's, it's not right to do those things, 
or not right to believe like that. So, but it's really the devil who tricked them and said that they can't do those things. And so I, I got that one from the bas- the basketball story. And then I talk about like, some of the different people who were doing uh, miracles even after the, um, the disciples, like some of the early church fathers, like Orion and, and uh, Irenaeus, and they actually wrote about things happening in some of their books. Yeah, and I think fathers um, revealing new things now. They're not really new. They're old. Um, and a lot of people are taking offense at these, you know, new things. Well, God wouldn't do that. Well, here it is right here in Scripture. He did it there. He did it over here. So, you know, and it's the end of time. So he might be thinking about doing it again, you know, or still, that we just messed up. So definitely, definitely on that one. And we miss so much when we don't. Allow God room to be God. We try and put him in that little box in our lives. And we just miss so much. There's, yeah. You know, it's... And uh, that's that's the, that's the main thing about, you don't want to miss anything from God if he's offered it. Hello. Hello. Yep, we're still here. Oh, okay. I think it's hard when you when when tragedy hits um, to see those things to see to see the the nuggets to see the signs that he puts in front of you. I think when something traumatic happens in your life, it's just so hard to see them. You know, because you're so focused on that. Not that you want to be so focused on that. Yeah. That's why we have to develop a habit while things are kind of sort of okay. If we are in the habit of looking for those nuggets as a matter of course, we don't have to think about it. You know, they'll jump up and slap us in the face. That's easier said than done, Dorothy. That's That's why I say you develop the habit when things are cool. Yeah, but Jameer, what do you, you think? Develop... Did you say that again? That's hard. I think if you develop the habit of looking for Father's golden nuggets in your walk while things are still good or relatively good, and then tragedy hits, it's easier to see those things instead of being blindsided by the emotional trauma. Yeah, but it's oh, easier yeah. said than done. It's easier said that's, than done. That's true. The two, two, the two things I can think of off the top of my head, somebody who was looking for nuggets was uh, Daniel when he was fasting. And um, and then he was, he was able to do that. He, he had been practicing it as a habit, but somebody who didn't practice it, I can think of was um, Samson. And then when he was in a situation where he had got his hair cut off and everything and ended up getting his eyes taken out and very horrible situation, but he was able to redeem himself. Like you said, like when, you, when you're in that situation and when you're in a battle, you know, it is. 
and it's a hard walk. It's a hard walk, and sometimes we need to get harder on ourselves by not being consistent ourselves. But it's easier than the alternative. I think it's easier said than done. That's what I think. Well, that's why I said if you if you develop the habit before the the tragedy or trauma strikes, a, a habit becomes something you do that you don't have to think about. It becomes like a second nature. So if you develop the habit ahead of time, it's going to be easier to see it in the tragedy. That's true. I agree Does with that. Does that make sense? Where am I? Talking weird again. Yeah, no, you're not talking um, weird. Oh, <laughs> Raj, you always say that. No, I see both of y'all. No, I was just saying, I see, I see what both of y'all are saying. Because a lot of times it is it is easier, you know, when you're um, already praying and fasting and then a situation comes up. You're more equipped to hear what the Lord is saying or what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach you or show you or tell you what to do. But still, at the same time, it is hard. It is a trying time, you know. And it is a lot of times easier to say than to execute it. But at the end of the the day, you'll be be in much better shape (laughs) if you're already doing it. I think we have to get in the habit of choosing to see things Father's way as well, not just, you know, if that makes sense, that thought is not fully formed. Um, a lot of times in our life, it's what we choose to put our faith in and to see and to think on that gets us through the trying times. Isn't it? Yes. Yes. Now that song, Look for the Silver Lining, is in my head. (laughs) Well, then I must be, you know, some alien because, I mean... No, you're just fresh off trauma is the problem. You're That's still fresh off trauma, so that colors your perspective. But on the same token, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come out of that, you know, and and kind of jump back into things. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, but I know so you. So. Yeah, I know, because there's so many people that. I, I feel like eventually I'm going to want to help. And, but I'm also real at the same time. I understand how hard it is. I, I, I get it. You know, it, unless you've been there, you can't explain to somebody how it feels or, or, you know, what you're going through. You know what I mean? In any kind of situation. Right. And, and what we also have to try to remember when we're dealing with our emotions, and we've discussed this before, is that's one of the key places where the enemy loves to strike. He loves to get our emotions piled up. 
Understood. That's why when I get to that point where I feel like I'm getting there, I always say, you know what, just back off. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to Father about it, you know, or I've repented for it. Go argue with him. Leave me alone. <laughs> there you go. Leave me alone. Go talk you know I mean? to Father. <laughs> go, go argue with him because, you know, let's just see how far you get with that because I've done what I was supposed to do and, you know, there's no argument with me, so go argue with him. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good tactic, don't you? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. as long as you're, you're covered by the blood, then, you know, what's that new saying? Talk to the hand, talk to father. I, I don't want to hear it, you know? <laughs> what do you think, know. Jameer? Is that a good tactic to just tell the oh, little yeah. hooligans that are trying to cause you angst to go talk to father about it because you're covered under the blood and you did what you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely that's the best thing to do. <laughs> that is the best thing to do. Even though it's easier to say it and to do it. <laughs> so many times we find ourselves not trying to talk to them instead of talking to God or even telling them to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk to them. Pardon me. You can just talk to Father. There's just no time for it. So, how old were you when you when you started your walk? Mm. Um, I would say I became when I was um. I had to be nine or ten. Nine or ten. Uh-huh. I, the only reason I remember that was because of uh, my mother we used to be at uh, church all the time, and uh, and we, you know, the, I don't remember those, those little tracks, those little tracks. They little hand like chick tracks. Yeah, yep. So like and they had, tracks. A, they had, a, they had, yeah. So and I had got one of them. <clears throat> so. I had um on one of the pages they had a picture of the, the devil on there, <laughs> so I thought I was doing something. So I um, tore it out. the pants off in or what? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I took it out and ripped it up. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm okay. I'm on God's side. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Gospel tracks yeah, 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 then we uh, we watched a lot of different other other preaching um, people on TV. You were watching people on TV. Mm-hmm. There was you know, a like, time, uh, Rob. There, there was some good teaching on TV. There was a time when there was some good teaching on TV. There still is, as a matter of fact. Oh, it's just hard sure to find. There was. Well, sure there was. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was back then. I mean, I, I really don't see it now, but I'll tell you what. I woke up the other night, and there was some guy on there, and he's been doing this now for the last, like, 10 years, I want to say. It's always on early in the morning, and he's and he's uh, 
you know, he's, uh, you know, sow your seed and send in a thousand dollars. No, no, uh, not the one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we just got a five thousand dollar donation, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? And the guy's like, you know, I talked to the father, and I'm thinking, are you really? I'm sure he is talking to the father. It's just whether or not he can hear father talk to him. <laughs> it, yeah. But I know it wasn't always, I wasn't, it wasn't always, you know, but you, you know how I think, Dorothy, that I'm to the, you know, and I talk to father a lot, and um, I, I and he, for some reason, the word, the word foundation just keeps coming to me all the time, and it, started when I started my radio show and um it's I and I and even this morning I, I I have all these words in my head and sometimes it's hard for me to get out so excuse me um even this morning you know they were talking about you know Christmas and you know people you know need to understand that there's more to the message and what it is and I'm thinking to myself why is it that they always stick to the same thing they never come out and say the whole thing well, the reason why, you know, we celebrate this time of year is because, you know, Constantine did what he did and, you know, there's the birth of Tim, there's the birth of Timuts in there and, you know, why people think that, you know, Jesus was born in this time and it's like when is there going to come a time for everything to be out in the open and for people to like really see what's behind all of this, not just what we've been taught for centuries and centuries and centuries because our families did it and it has become some ritualistic ritualism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I, I do think we're in the time of revealing of a lot of things, not just the guys up at Congress and the Senate being bad and the FBI and the CIA being bad. But I think Father is also revealing a lot of truths that we have forgotten along the way. I really believe that. And I think Christmas is one of them. But the problem with Christmas is that so many people associate it so strongly with Jesus that to just beat them over the head with the facts of the matter is is going to just shake them. Too much. It's it's like overloading their donkey, and I know Jameer is familiar with that phrase, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know you don't want to overload someone's donkey because that makes them draw back rather than running to father. Okay. So yeah. The the truth is out there. Um, it needs to be shared. Carefully, um, you know, I don't do Christmas because I, I, I just can't do it. But the Christmas carols, I love them because they're speaking of the birth of Christ. No matter when it happened, it was a major mm-hmm. event, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to be gentle on that particular topic with people. I just do. And, you know, yes, some people can handle the two-by-four, but most cannot. Yeah. So, Understood. you know, 
And, and Father, that, I think, will bring, he'll bring them, I mean, to the information when they're ready to handle it. Now, Halloween was a different matter. Halloween is totally evil. You know, that was something uh-huh. that needed to be addressed. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Christmas is so intertwined, not just with the culture, but with Christianity. So, you know, you just, it's got to be done with love and understanding. And it's not something that can just be handled on a on a talk show. Because you, right. you don't know, everybody's in a different place in their walk. I understand. Um, and, and you know that scripture where it says, you know, you know that food sacrificed to idols is no big thing because the idols aren't really real. But if someone is right. going to get upset that you're eating that steak, then don't eat it for their sake. So I think that's what we ha- how we have to deal with Christmas. I don't know. I may be off. I don't know. I, I I I don't know. I think I just I just think that there's just things that you know. I I I I like to ask questions of why things are the way they are. You know, and everybody's like, Roz, why do you got to be so different? Blah blah blah. And it's just like, it's just, I'm not different. I want to know why. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like that why too. I'm doing this. But I have learned that even though I want to know why, this, that, and the other, not everybody else is like that. No, but if we know the truth, Dorothy, then, because where were we in, I mean, I can remember what back in, I think it was 05, 04, 05, I think that that's when I just started, like, seeing and hearing, you know, I, I was just coming into it, and bam, I got hit with all of this stuff. I don't. I mean, I guess because you were knows ready, when you can handle it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, and and that's what we have to do for our brothers and sisters in Christ is we have to give them the space and Father the space because He knows when they're ready better than we are. Understood. I don't push my stuff on anybody. I mean, I might drop okay. stuff, but I'm not just going <laughs> to throw it out there. I'm just saying. What's your just... opinion on this one, Jameer? We're, we're off topic, Roz. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's, it's, it's strong on my heart. I've got to say something. I can't. Yeah, you it's my time of year. I know. <laughs> I know. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Christmas does got good, good uh, Christmas um, hymns. But it's, yeah, he probably was born in September. I don't know what what day. I just, <clears throat> I guess any any time you can talk about Jesus, that's that's what one of my friends says. But people do focus on the wrong things at Christmas. Yes, they do. But it is a good time to buy things. They have terrific sales. I got to admit. Yeah, they do got good sales. So, Jameer, let's try and get back on topic now. 
Jameer, um, can you try to explain to people what the believers, every believer's manifest destiny is? Um, or maybe we need to explain what manifest destiny means. Maybe people don't know what that term means. Yeah. Uh, manifest destiny, it means um, that, that uh, people have have a purpose that they, they were supposed to be doing, and it was their, it was their destiny or purpose to, to be victorious over some land or, or place. And that's what the uh, Americans, they believe that, or the ones who came over here on a boat, that's what they believe their manifest destiny was. And then for believers, I guess their their manifest destiny is to be victorious and uh, over the over the land that God gave us, and um, or over the over the uh, people and 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 these souls who don't know God to be victorious to to cause them to be to be saved and, and to know God. That's that's the uh, that we have. That's what our purpose is. Because even in the, in the Bible, Romans it says all all creation uh, groans and waits for the manifestations of the sons of God. So it's even even the uh, the rocks and the and the universe and the and the planets, the things we don't think can really talk talk or whatever or respond. They they say in something some way <laughs> that, that 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 they need your help. They need you to be. Who you're supposed to be, and God, and they 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 cry out for you. Even regular people do too. Like if you listen to a lot a lot of the different secular songs, they talk about how bad how bad the world is, or on the news they talk about how how bad it is too. Mm-hmm. And even in a lot of the talk shows, you see people talk talk about um, how bad. Well, not talk or talk shows too, but um, like sitcoms and regular television shows. They a lot of them are very, very negative and bad. But they don't they don't realize that they um, that they they crying out and asking for help. Or they don't they don't realize that they're doing that. That even in the sitcoms, it's, it's not according to God, and you laugh at that stuff. Is it's um, not of God, but the, the people on the shows and and the, and the writers who write it, they don't know what they're doing. But what it is is they crying out for hope. They don't know how, so they don't know who to go to. So that's what the, that's what I think the Romans' manifestation of the sons of God says. <clears throat> so they waiting for for us. I can't even imagine getting through this life as bad as it's gotten just in my lifetime uh, without God and his influence on me in my life. I just, you know, I can't even imagine at this point. Yeah, that's, yeah a lot of people, they... they they, they um, they wouldn't understand that. 
No. They wouldn't understand it. But the thing is, if they once they find out about it, they like they'll 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 say the same thing you said. And it's not like he's a crotch for a weak person, because I am as strong-willed as the next person. You know, I'm English mm-hmm. and American Indian, and Lord knows what else is in there. It's, I don't know. I'm of the opinion there's no pure races left, really. We've been so intermingling that I I don't think there's anything pure out there. There may be some Jews because they had that mandate, you know, don't mingle. I think some of them kept to that. But overall, I just, like I said, I am not a weak person. Don't need a crotch, but I do need God. He, he gives me perspective on things, you know. He, he helps it. Mm-hmm. So he makes it easier to put things in their little boxes where they belong. Because I know I need to do that to accept certain things, you know. So, yeah, he makes it so much easier. If you look at it through his eyes, it's, it's so much easier to deal Yeah, to, yeah. Um, to be to be a uh, believer. Yeah, that's not any, anything weak. Actually, that's that's hard. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not really like you know, yeah, you know, you're not using it for a crutch. So um, a lot, a lot of. Uh, in the book, we talk about about um, that as far as um, the the, the, uh, the Christianity be to be to be a believer. <clears throat> it's, a, it's really not about um, how the world sees like you're uh, being weak and uh, using it as a crutch. It's not really about that. So people like to focus on that that part. Hello. Yep, I'm still here. I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Trying to think of the next question to ask. Um. Um, See, usually there's three or four of us asking questions, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's it's a little easier. So, um, I I really loved this book. It was so. Yeah, I just did. It was so edifying, and it was so. I mean, I think even a new yeah, believer. Yeah, that's how. Well, I, t- I tried to write it for it for basically anybody, and tried to avoid using like a whole lot of um, church, church, uh, Christ- Christian terms, and just try to ex- explain it easy and go and go very so. It's it's not a very long book. The, the worst. The font in a book, the physical book, is kind of big, so it makes it look like it has more pages than it actually actually is. <clears throat> but it is uh, it's, it's it's a uh, quick quick easy read. But then you can you can keep on going back back to it and focus on different things. <clears throat> um, one of the, one of the uh, stories or testimonies I had in there was when I was a uh, uh, younger, 
my father bought me a um, a gold necklace. It was it was uh, and it had a, a Mercedes Benz emblem on it, and it had a diamond in the middle of it. And I went to <clears throat> went to school, telling all the kids and bragging about it that that I had this necklace. But after school, one of my classmates he uh, he wanted the necklace, so he ripped it off, <clears throat> and then he had a put it in another guy's car and they uh, drove off with it. So all the other kids who were out there, they was, uh, had called out the principal and I told the principal who had did it. And we had to do like a report. And then about 30, 40 minutes had passed away and I had to end up having to walk home. I said, actually I walked home every day anyway, but I walked, I walked home and um, that was about half halfway, or I'm not sure how far away home I was. But I was walking down the street, and then this other little boy about my age, he walked up to me and said, uh, you might not want to go that way home. And he pointed pointed in a direction up about, you can see about three or four blocks down. And I recognized it was a car that had drove off with my uh, chain. And... um the guys, they were much older than me. And we was growing up in a lower-income inner-city area, so whenever you, like, tell somebody or, or do things like that, it's like repercussions of getting beat up or even even killed, you know, for, for telling on someone. Was that so, Philadelphia? Mm-mm, no, no, uh, Kansas no? City. Yeah. Okay. This one was in Kansas City. We had just, um, well, we had been there maybe over that 1980, I can't remember who's that here, but we had been there a couple of years, I think, by then in Kansas City. But yeah, in Philadelphia was like that too, very, very bad. I got into many, many fights there. <laughs> they're not, they're not some of the fights, I don't even know why I was fighting. But, um, this, this one right here, um, uh so the boy had pointed up up there to the car and I recognized him and I was thinking in my head, Oh man, this is this is the way that everybody goes home. This is the only way I really don't know the other way because we had just moved moved there. I'm thinking, Oh man and I'm thinking this in my head and the, so the boy was like, Follow me, I'm gonna show you the way so I didn't say nothing to him, so I followed him. He told me to cut to this yard and take a left right. He started explaining to me how I was going to get home. And I'm listening to him, like, oh, okay. And I was, like, like so grateful in my head. And as he was pointing and and things like that, uh, I was about to tell him thank you. And he was where I was standing at in the street. I could, he was just, like, he just vanished. He was gone. <laughs> He disappeared and been there. I, I, could, I should have been able to see him from where I was at. So anyway, I, I followed his way. He told me to go home, and I made it home safely. Anyway, that's one of the, the stories that was in a book, of, and I believe that day was an uh, angel. The guy that came as a, as a child or as a kid, he <laughs> to tell me how to, how to get home that day. <laughs> and he already knew where your home it. was, where your home was. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he did. He did. I don't know how did I guess yeah, how how did he know where I, where I stayed at, but he told me I would go to get home, you know, and I I yeah, I yeah, I could I we had just moved there so I was like, I don't know <laughs> you know. I was just used to going that one way and and getting confused in a moment, like, Oh man, this is not good at all. So my brain was just probably everywhere and then I have Somebody I never never seen before just come up to me and and I'm following him and he he vanishes, <laughs> you know. So Father is so good to us, even when we don't mm-hmm. know it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one of the times I remember to just imagine. I mean, just know, just imagine all the other times that something happened and you don't even know. <laughs> Yep. That's awesome. I like that story. I like all your stories, I think. <laughs> but yes, it is an yeah, easy I, read. I didn't even have to wear my glasses to read it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, most of the albums, all the stories from me that, that are in here. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's all the stories like about Martin Luther King and a underground world and the Indians and um, some of the early church fathers that, that y'all already talked about. But a lot of these uh, stories, y'all can, y'all, people can relate to them easily. Cause some, sometimes people heard, heard, heard a lot of stories of these stories before, except the ones that I'm telling about myself. Also, um, I don't know if I, you know, Talk about chap- chapter uh, seven. Talk about vision, hope, and faith, and the, <clears throat> how God gives us, gives us dreams, and how He speaks mm-hmm. to us through our dreams. I thought that was a that was a good chapter too. Actually, I yes, chapters I, I think they all were actually. So I want to tell everybody: <laughs> get this book. <laughs> you will be so blessed by this book. Believe me. Um. Yeah, I sat down and read it in one day. I know you were surprised that I had read uh, yeah, it that fast. <laughs> <laughs> because once I started reading it, it just grabbed a hold of me. So. Yeah, it was uh, actually my first, uh, of course, my first first book. So I know the Holy Spirit. He he helped me to write it. And I I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I, I could know. tell there was help he, in there. Yeah, I could. It he just... he, uh, he um got me connected with the the uh, the editor Mark Mark R. Littleton, and he wrote he wrote over one hundred books. He um write a lot of children study books and uh, books study guides for uh, athletes for study the Bible. Mark R. Littleton, and he was one of the main editors who helped me out with uh, spelling and grammar. And he uh, he he said he never really read anything like that. Also, so that that encouraged me for somebody who wrote 100 books. Really? Yeah, that would that would definitely hmm. be encouraging. And uh, I I would say like one of the main the main purpose purpose of the book is. Uh, 
so that you can uh, do whatever the Lord wants you to do. And it might be like he that he wants you to write a book or or do a podcast or a television show or or go visit your neighbor or whatever it may be that he he put on your heart. That's what I hope that everyone gets from it. Um, whatever the, whatever the Holy Spirit wants them to get from it. So it's it's a whole it's a whole lot of things in there that you can get. But I, the main thing is uh, whatever the Holy Spirit wants you to get out of it. And it all points back to the, to the scriptures in the Bible. You can go and read the scriptures yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them I, I in the book. Well, I think it's an excellent example of Father's leading, definitely. And we all need to learn to lean to that and pray into that um, discussion or communication is that, you know, when we follow his way and do what he wants us to do, I know there's that nasty four-letter word, obey, but when we obey him, things work out so much better, you know? Just saying. Yes. Yep. That is the truth. Because I never really thought about that. Actually, I never really thought about writing one. But I had all these different notebooks. So I'm like, oh, this this could probably be a book. And I put it on. He put it all together. And then some of these uh, stories I. I recorded recorded them. I'm gonna put them on. It's probably like only three or four of them. They're on, a, on my YouTube page. You can go look them on YouTube, and they're they're in there. You can you can uh, read some of them and see some of the pictures with them. They go along with it. I should put that link Any? in the show night show notes. But, um. And also, I think it's time to tell everyone that Jameer has agreed to become a teacher on the, the channel, on the portal. So next year, hold on to your boots because we're going to get some good <laughs> teaching, you know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a lot of great, great teachers out there. And, um, I learned from them, and I was, I guess, show show what I know, or whatever the Holy Spirit. But I know He's going to show show us new things that was already in there already, and and the, and the Word all this time, you know. But yes, I'll be doing that in January. So I'm I'm excited. I never did anything like that before. I mean, I, before church, I have and other churches, but nothing like this before. So I would thank you for having me <laughs> on this interview. Uh, I shall. I I should probably share the story of how Father told me a few months ago, because, as you all know, I'm always looking for good teachers since I do not have the gift of teaching myself. Um, but Father told me you have a new teacher, and I got all excited because you know you think, hey, I have a new teacher, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> And finally, Jameer had me read his book, and his little tug started happening. I said, oh, I wonder if that's my new teacher. So 
I asked him, and after prayer and fasting, he said yes. Mm-hmm. I am so yeah, excited. I probably didn't have it. I probably didn't have to do that, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> you know, I hear you. I hear you. It's a great, great, uh, great opportunity. Because I, I believe God's going to do great things, or He, he already is. He already did great things, you know. <clears throat> but um, then we'll, we'll start experiencing them even more. Uh, one of one of my favorite favorite. I have a lot of favorite scriptures. One of them is I. Isaiah 60 verse 1 And it talks about whenever Like a gross darkness covers the land A gross darkness And it's talking about how the world is very bad and corrupt But then it says the light's going to shine And it's talking about light shining And outshining the darkness And I just believe that's what's going to happen To different people uh, God's glory is going to shine through them Oh I, I believe that as well I mean as we can tell by looking at the world, that darkness is getting a little thick. But if you look past the darkness, you could see Father's hand bringing the flashlight, you know? He's just shining that light on us. So I think that's cool. I think that's... I just think he's so awesome. So, yes, everybody, you'll have to join us next year. I know you're busy right now. Yes. But <laughs> next year, join yeah. us for Jameer's teaching. And then Anthony, I'm going to say this wrong, Tijerina is going to be coming. He'll be back from Brazil, and he'll be teaching on Be the Gospel, which I love that name, Be the Gospel. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so... Um, he did send me some videos, or he posted some on his channel, and I did put them up on our different venues. People want to watch them. There's a lot of Spanish in there because I think Brazil is Spanish speaking. I'm not sure. <laughs> Brazil. Yeah. Uh, he speaks Portuguese. He speaks Spanish and Portuguese. So right. yeah, great teachers next year. Great teachers. Good lessons. Going to be drawn even closer to Father, which mm-hmm. is the whole point, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and um, the book, uh, if they if they want, if anybody wants to get the book, they can. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon. They can get it. They get it's an ebook on there, or they can order a physical book that they can. Um, yeah, I did put the book link in to the show notes, and I put your website in the show notes, so that's good. Okay. All right, good. So I think next year is going to be, I don't know, I'm I'm, very, I'm feeling this excitement for next year. Not Just like things are going to really start happening, you know, just, not just with our channel, but Overall, I think Father's going to really start moving and shaking. And uh, yes, yes, he is. Uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, um, a great a great strategist. So uh, I know he's up there moving his his uh, chess pieces on his board or whatever he gets up there. 
and moving <laughs> his, his people into wherever he he wants them to uh, put the enemy in checkmate. Yep. So he they think they're doing what they whatever they're doing now, but it's not going to have any. Well, we know that we have the victory. Absolutely. I always say focus on what Father's doing. Yeah, let's look at what the enemy's doing just so we can pray against it. But the focus should be on what Father is doing because that's just more important. That's, you know, it's just more important to see what he's doing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, uh, if you, if you uh, focus on him, no matter what, they say it on um, t- television, or the radio, or some of the uh, those people who try to uh, spread bad things with different media. You know, they have you thinking that the world is. I don't got any hope, but I, I guess if they don't know God or Jesus, they they don't really have any. Hope, but we we have we don't we already know those things are going to happen. So it's just that, that, that the world is right on time. They're running on schedule. <laughs> We're the right. with the savior. <laughs> so. and, and let's let's calm everyone. The world is not going to end. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, yeah. That. But there's so much doom and gloom out there, and it took me a long time to connect the dots. It's like. Why is everybody looking at the doom and gloom? I mean, what is that? I mean, you look at the numbers. People listen to that doom and gloom stuff all the time. And then Father showed me that, you know, it's ear tickling is not just the sweet stuff. People like horror movies. And the doom and gloom prophecy things are like horror movies. So they they have a following. So... You know, that's your yeah, tickling as well. There's, there's plenty of scriptures that, uh, that uh, talk about all the good things that are going to happen in the end times. Like one of them is uh, uh, Daniel 11.32. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about everything that the, the enemy's going to be doing. But then it says that people that know that God's going to be strong and do great exploits. And that's like... That's one of just one of the many, the many ones to talk about all the stuff that uh, the guys people are going to be doing. <laughs> so even even in uh, the, the two witnesses in Revelation, they say the witness that the Antichrist has control over the whole world. Well, why can't he stop these two men from preaching? <laughs> <laughs> so doing whatever they I want like to that. do. I like that. Yep. So they, he's not going to. I guess is he's trying to do his own propaganda to scare people before it starts up, but it's 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 all it's not the truth. So. No, it's not, and it is the age that ends. If you go back to your original languages, which I know I get tiresome saying that, go back to the original languages and study what it really says, not what somebody else thought it was saying. I mean, even the King James. Translators said, don't trust our word for it. You know, go back and check because we're human. We can make mistakes. So do your due diligence and go to the original language. It's the end of the age. Yeah. Right? It's like 
like different ages, like the the bronze age, the silver age, technology age. Yeah, it's just it's just like a transition. It the world is not going to end. <clears throat> um, even when it talks about the uh, at the, the the tribulation and all that, and the, that war. It won't. Not I talk a little bit about that in the book too. About the world, the world is not really going to end. It's um, it's just the a, a trans transition of power from uh, the kingdom of darkness and the people who rule now until the to the rightful rulers, uh, Jesus Christ. So that's all it is. That's what the end. The, uh, the revelations is just about a transition of power. So the world is still going to be here, <laughs> and even for one thousand years, we'll, we'll be. This, you might even see if it hasn't been um, <clears throat> demolished or something like that. You might see, you'll see still some of the same houses around. <laughs> you know, during that one thousand <laughs> years. So. It's going to be an awesome time. Awesome time. So, Roz, you've been quiet. What are you doing? Being Roz. <laughs> Just listening. Oh, you're being Roz. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'll just. You have any? Go, off. go ahead. No, I, I am. Um, I'm just. <clears throat> just listening. <laughs> just listening. I mean, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of, you know, beliefs um, and things I've learned through the last, you know, seven or eight years, just going through my show and just having different people on and studying different things and dreaming. You know, I had lots of dreams. Um, I um, even talk or um, just when he was talking about the one part of his book where um, the dreams and stuff like that and how God communicates to us with our dreams. I had a dream that I was really in God, I was in God's presence in a pink bunny suit but in God's presence. Mm. I was trying to remember if that was the pink bunny suit one. Yeah. So I don't I don't talk about that very often and um, but um, I, I was there and um, you know, it's he's um, just—it's just a lot different than people think it is. Is all, you know? Yes, yes, it is. Um, it's it's a lot different, and um, you know, there's you know a lot of things that um, that we need to focus on. But on the same token, you know. <laughs> Get out a lawn chair and get a tall glass iced tea and just watch. I mean, there's no sense in getting upset about what's coming. You know, there are a lot of people that love this world and want to stay in it. And it's just like, why? <laughs> you know, let's let's do what we're here to do. Let's let's spread the word and and um, bring you know help bring people to the Lord. But you know, we're just passing by. You know, we're just here for a few seconds and then we're gone, you know. Oh no. So we gotta make the most yeah. of the time when we're here and, and pick our battles, you know, which ones we're gonna get upset about. 
you know, which one we're going to, we're going to spend all this energy on. I mean, you know, there's no point in it. Let's just get to the point and, and just move on. You know what I mean? Yes. That, uh, yeah, that, that's very true that we don't, we're not really, <clears throat> really here for the, that long. But, uh, the next cycle will be, uh, is it like a second? <laughs> Compared to uh, what's what's going to happen, it's just so so uh, short of a time, you know, for what so, would, uh, God's preparing you to do. Right. So I mean, instead of focusing on, you know, who's better than the other, or who's more educated than the other, or you know, um, like the the guy who stole your necklace, you know, is you know it um, let's just learn to pick our battles and which ones we spend all our time on you know what I mean it's unfortunate yeah. that we have tragedies in our life that we we don't understand and you know that, that tends to give us that hiccup in the road but eventually we start to get back on track and, and that's not something that's not a battle you can really choose to I don't know. It's here. I am. I'm getting my my own personal self in in it. Um, I what I'm trying to say is even. I understand what you're saying in the beginning, Dorothy. About you know we have to train ourselves to um, so that when these things happen, I I get that. And I didn't say it was easy though. No, it, it 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 stinks. It's it's really hard and it's it's time consuming, yes, and it takes some effort. Definitely. Definitely. But you know, what's that make hay while the sun shines? You gotta do it while the good. You know so, I have not lost my focus on father and I have not lost my focus on the fact that I love him so much and wanna help other people. You know? Or anybody else, for that matter, who has gone through anything. You know, I'm not the only one. It's just well, I think there's scripture, that backs that, there's scripture that backs up that attitude. We're supposed to comfort and edify our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're supposed sure. to... Um, uh, the one that says, keep your mind on the good things, um, mm-hmm. whatsoever is pure and honest and good and remind yourselves, remind each other of this stuff. Is that right, Jameer, or am I off track? No, yeah, Philippians 4. That's Philippians 4. Think on whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, praiseworthy, excellent. Um, that's what you're supposed to be thinking about, thinking on those things. <clears throat> and helping to remind hard. those who have gotten discouraged or traumatized or, you know, yeah, you can, the Father can heal that pain, but, you know, also look over here, what he's done over here, and look what he's doing for you over here. And, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, so, and I know you know that, Ross, I'm just, 
saying yeah. that more for the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. just for you, Roz and I have never met in person. Oh. No, but we've known each other for a very <laughs> long time. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get down there with a jar of soup, Roz. <laughs> I made chicken soup yesterday. She wanted some. Nice. Uh, but Harold no. said we'd have to kill all the cats to make that long a trip. So that was out. Just, just out. <laughs> Don't worry. Connor and I will get up there to... We'll get up there to see you. Yeah, I hope so. Of course, you've been threatening it for five years now. I do it's no longer than that. It's like since he was, I think he was, what, six? And he's oh, now yeah, 14. He was tiny, wasn't he? Long. Yeah. Wow. He's 14 now, so. So it's, it's, um, it's, yeah. It's, it's that long. <laughs> yeah, eight years, Dorothy. Hmm. Jameer, is there anything else you want to bring up? What 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 did I forget? Um, oh. with the uh, a book, one of the other things that um, that I thought about when y'all was when y'all was talking about that was um, talking about what, what we would be doing is uh, uh, First Corinthians six three. I, I put in here. Uh, do you not know that we were just angels and talk about how much more of the things in this life? And basically that's basically saying like things that you're not going through in everyday life and things that you're, that you're facing, um, that you like, got to give you the power and wisdom to, to resolve, resolve those issues and disputes. Um, he, he's equipped, equipped you for those things um, to do those things now because uh, he's he's preparing you with those little things that, that you did uh, receive little because one day he's going to be having us uh, seven disputes and judge, judging angels and I guess those are going to be the uh, the fallen angels that would be judging and um so the things that we're going through now is preparing us to, to judge them. And uh, I put in there, I could, I could uh, see that uh, some of the angels that will be coming before us are the, some of the ones that uh, were terrorizing us right now. <laughs> so I'll put in there, like, just, just imagine the ones who uh, cause, like, suffering and your loved ones in hell. The, and they're in front of you. And you're gonna make a decision about him, uh, and then it's like, man, oh, I'm gonna get this one real good, but it's, but you're gonna be a different way. You guys gonna have you a different way, and you and you'll be judged, judging rightly from from just from the things you did here to prepare yourself <clears throat> while you, while you was here on this earth. As you have right, for the, as for we the future. not to not to judge in anger and and not lean to our emotions because sometimes. Mm-hmm. Till now, I get so angry at the people that hurt children or women or, you know, just people that hurt people. It just makes me angry. 
and I have to wrestle with that and get that down and, and look at them through father's eyes and yeah, but if we're you know, not in our physical, if we're not in our physical bodies during this time, we're not going to carry that with us. It's not like that there. It's I hope you, not. You don't even I, I kind of count because, on that. Yeah. No, but I can remember when I was in his presence, I didn't feel anger, I didn't feel hate, I didn't feel any of those things. All I felt was love. There was just love everywhere. So when you're there, you're not feeling what you feel here. In, in these bodies. Do you understand? Yeah. Well, that's, mm-hmm. good. that's good. You're to- it's a totally different, it's, it's a totally different thing. There's just love every, it's just, there's so much of it. I mean, and, um, so I can understand that you're, you're judging rightly because in these bodies, you couldn't, you would do it on the fact that their hair's purple. I mean, if that was the case, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> like when I got so upset that Lindsay got a tattoo of a dragon. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's not going to be the same way you feel now, you know. It's going to be totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but what what can the people expect from you um, and your teachings um, in the beginning of the year, what what will you be touching base on? Well, one of the, one of the things that we can fo- focus on is um is uh just just uh, pray, praying mm-hmm. prayer. That's that's like one like the one of the probably hardest things to do is prayer okay. is uh, praying, but that. That's probably like one of the main things I like to talk about is praying and um and uh fasting mm-hmm. those those things right there because i don't I don't think anything will happen if you don't do those things other otherwise you're just um probably wasting wasting your time if you're if you're not um praying so that's like one of the things I like to talk about. To start off with, and one of one of the people who uh, who is a good who is is plenty of good uh, people you can study on prayer. Um, like Jesus, he he uh, prayed early in the morning, and there's plenty of good studies you can do on that one. Then is 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 uh, <clears throat> and uh, one of them that I was reading the other day was uh, in Nehemiah. I think it was uh, chapter nine or ten, and it talked. They said that they spent, I think, one fourth of the day reading the Bible or reading whatever whatever scripture they had. Then they spent the other fourth of the day, um, I think, praying or singing. So that was probably like half, like twelve, I guess. Like six to ten, ten hours or whatever. It was they, that's all that they did for the whole time. Right. That's um, I remember reading something about that. Hmm. I had to remember. I'm sorry. I was just agreeing with what you were saying. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of the main the main things right there. 
Oh, uh, Daniel too. Daniel, he uh, did a lot of praying. <clears throat> so that'll be a good. Yeah, I love to his talk about too, right there. The nation prayer. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, Nehemiah. Yeah, yeah. They came. They came together as a nation, and they did did that as a whole a whole group of people, and they did that for a whole day. I wonder how in this day and age, because there's because society has made it so busy, everybody's so busy. Um, I, I've trained myself to pray almost at any time, um, not just once before I go to sleep. <laughs> um, I think I I started doing this back when I had my radio show, um, just praying. It, as soon as I thought of someone, I would pray for them immediately. You know, um, because I didn't want to forget later, or you know, just I just trained mm-hmm. my brain to pray um, and talk to Father throughout the day. You know, because I mean, today society makes it it's so hard. You know, us women now are out, we're working. You know, our, our time is just so um, with with our children and. You know, our, our household is just almost impossible. So I, I taught myself how to pray, you know, like that. I mean, it, do you think that that's a, a good thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I know when I was one time studying the different people of, of uh, praying, one of them was uh, uh, John Wesley, and he said that um, – but everybody had their different different ways that they prayed. Like John Wesley, he said he did he didn't think much of a Christian that they didn't pray. <laughs> I think it was like three or four hours a day or whatever. He said that's the first thing he did every morning. But then another guy, Smith Wilkinworth, said he never prayed longer than um twenty minutes. But then he said he never let twenty minutes go by without praying. So he was doing like I guess something like you said he was doing. So is there, but it's, I guess it's as long as as long as you go with the way that works best for you. Cause some people they can they they like like to pray pray real early in the morning. But some people they're better praying real late at night, or some people it's in a noonday, and then some people they just spread things up throughout the day. Okay, we're we're running out of time. We're down to 12 minutes, so we want closing thoughts, please. Well, just let me say something first. No, No, I wanted to... (laughs) Just hold on a second. Um, I I noticed... Well, see, because when I was a stay-at-home mom, I mean, there was so much more time. I could put my radio show together and blah, blah, et cetera. And, you know, just it's so hard to to do that now so I just taught myself just to pray at any time okay. yeah, I don't think that's, that's a that's, bad that's, thing no, that's no I pray all day off and um, on that's okay I, I especially when I'm you know because I do the news every day I do my email news and I post it to Facebook and all the other stuff I do and I'm constantly praying well I look at the news and it gives me something to pray about or against, depending on the story. Um, 
But, yeah, off and on all day. Because uh, if I had to sit there and talk about pray for two hours, I'd run out of things to say. You know? Right. Understood. I mean, you know. But that's me, you know. Right. I mean, sometimes even it's just a joke. It's like you think of something funny and, 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 it, and it, like, it isn't. It was. It's like a funny that hits your like the middle of your soul, and you know God's laughing at you. I mean, it's just. Mm. You know what I mean? I I just have conversations with him. I thank him for the parking spot in front of the store that's closest to the door. You know. Um, oh, I do that all the time. Yes. Oh, I thank you, Father. I talk to him about everything. I talk to him about everything, and I think that's good. You know. Yeah, that's that's how he wants it. It's like with BFF. <laughs> he's our creator. I mean, we, yep, he should be. You know, <laughs> so I mean, that's I don't know. I just I talk to him all the time, everywhere. Doesn't matter. Just I talk to him. Because he's the only one I can trust that can't trust me. And, you know, you really can't trust anybody else but but him. That's where our, my relationship lies the most with anybody. Okay, Jim. And when I say I don't trust me, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear you. Just that I'm looking at the yeah. little clock ticking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so give me your closing thoughts um, I I think that as we go, in, go into uh, 20, 2018 the God, the God is um, the God is going to be with us no matter no matter what happens Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he, you know, he wants to, he wants to use us greatly, and um, that we should have our ears and hearts open to whatever he wants he wants to say and do to us, and um, and and just move in all the things that he's saying, and um, no matter. How hard it gets! It says that he's he's with us always, even till till the end. <laughs> so he's always he's always there, no matter what we think, and no matter what the enemy wants us to think. <laughs> that was good. Rod, do you have anything to close with? No, I think I ran my mouth enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very out. I'm a very outspoken host. I've, I've always, I always have been. <laughs> There's nothing wrong that with is, that. You are who you are. We love fine. you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to close then. I'm going to say thank you. So so much, Jameer, for coming on. Thank you so much for agreeing to teach. Uh, Raj, thanks for coming. I know you didn't feel well tonight, so thanks for toughing it out. And Q, 
keep everybody else up in prayer. Poor Ronnie and Pam. My goodness. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the enemy's been attacking, and some people need help kicking dragon butt. So. (laughs) So, thanks for coming to the show, everybody. You have a blessed week. Uh, we probably won't do another show until after the first of the year. We've got to come up with another topic. I think that's the hardest part of doing the show is coming up with topics. Um, if you have a topic you want us to cover, give us an, a jingle. You know, send us an email on, on the table of DC at hotmail.com. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next year. Good night, Good night everybody. everybody. Thank you.